0: There we are, and that's the way the news goes. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NetHeads, my name is Will. Oh, we're not doing the cold open? No. Oh, okay, you want oh. to do a cold open? Hold on. No,
1: no, 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 I just, I, I don't know what's going on, I, I have no idea what's happening.
0: I'll tell you why I'm so confused in a minute, but that's okay, I'm going to give you a reset, everybody. Uh, actually, that is very apropos for this silly little thing we call a podcast, having a, a just a, a live reset, an audible right there, right in the middle of the whole kit and caboodle, isn't it? That's like that was our, our founding bread and butter, wasn't it, Trent? An audible? No, no, not an audible like the, it. never mind. Anyway, you want a cold open? We'll do a cold open. Hold on. Hey everybody! Welcome another edition of Netheads, and uh, this week we don't have an app to talk about. You know why we don't have an app to talk about, Trent? No. It's because it's the big number two hundred episode of Netheads. What does Wait, that this mean? One is? This one this is. What is? This one. This one. Huh. Yes, the one you've That's been provided cool. no show rundown for, That's uh, neat. no prep work for. Yeah, uh, so it's like. So it's just like the other hundred ninety nine. Exactly. <laughs> but but unlike all those other times, Trent, we've got a first. Uh, we've, I've never done this before, but I've actually got a special guest that I'm what? sniping you with. Yes. What? Yes, but I'm not going to reveal it now because we haven't officially started the show. So keeping with the way things are supposed to go, there's your cold open. Here's the intro, and we'll be back in a second. NetHeads. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to Netheads, all right?
2: You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate.
0: Ah, that's right, everybody. Welcome, another edition of Netheads. My name is Will.
1: Yeah, i
0: Coming to you live from many places. One of them YouTube right now, but the other, where is that, Trent?
2: Uh, Twitter.
0: No, 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 not communication. I was saying, where could they get the show?
2: Oh,
1: smartcast.com. There we go.
0: You got, you had one job, dude. One job. Yeah. I have many of them, and I never get them done on time anyway, so uh, neither here nor there. Uh, But you can take part in the program if you want to, live while we're on the air or after the fact, one of many ways. You already mentioned it, Trent. What is it?
1: Hashtag NetHeads.
0: That's right, and that's in the Twitterverse. Uh, You can also, well, you can try and give us a call, but we wouldn't recommend it because Trent, uh, big 200th episode of our podcast. What does it mean? We've had 199 other free hours to do nothing of uh, goodness. Really, with our lives? No,
1: we, God, we we run two and a half hours sometimes. Which oh, don't sew yourself short.
0: Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm just used to that. Although I'm starting to look at my body and think that maybe I kind of have a um a is it Adrian Gray? No, that's the actress. Yeah, uh, the guy with the uh, with the picture that hangs and he never ages, and the the photo does. The painting. You oh, know I who I'm talking familiar about. Familiar with that one. Never mind. Anyway, I, was, I thought I was about to make a joke that I must have that relationship with Kevin because seems like every time I see him, he's skinnier and I'm bigger. But neither oh, here yeah. nor there. Uh, you can try and give us a call. Good luck with that. 866-610-9455. Easiest is Ned on air, but odds are I'm not going to answer it if you do call because Trent, that line is occupied right now and it has been uh, in preparation of, of a special thing. Uh, I wanted to have a guest Let's on the start. show. No, no butt stuff. Well, I don't know. I haven't been told what the price of this guest's appearance is yet. Well, but,
1: hey, I'll give, up, I'll give up my butt pussy if I need to. Well,
0: I guess it all depends on who is the opposite end of that line, right? Because you think, oh, Will, you got me a special guest, episode 200. Hey, I'll do 200.
1: It for the team. I'll take one for the team. I don't need to know. I, I'll it. just face forward. I'll face forward, true believers.
0: Okay, mystery guest, please unmute your microphone and, and simply provide a one sentence so Trent may attempt to guess who you are.
2: Uh, Dorian Gray was the character you were looking for. Thank you. You, you moron. Okay.
0: (laughs) Trent, are you aware of who is uh, who is the mystery guest for the big episode? That That is, that is Mr. Matt. Now,
1: oh my God, we we have a bona fide celebrity. What What are we doing on the (laughs) show, Will? We need to fucking shut this down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are Are you saying we've we've uh, we've gone above our pay grade here?
1: This is this bad things will happen.
0: Why? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are not equipped for this. On our microphones today, Mr. If you want to piss him off, you can call Matt Mira, I'd prefer oh God, fuck you. Uh but you know, if you don't want to, Mr. Matt Mira, uh many uh podcast host, uh too many. too many actually, but I I have questions for you too, Matt, because I think oh. your your journey is one of those ones people need to hear about. That's just me though. Uh, but Trent, there was a conversation that happened earlier in the week and uh, Matt was nice enough to offer himself as a guest and I'm like, that's great. I'll probably take you up on it. And then I had an epiphany, you're about to do episode 200. you have nothing lined up. And I know <laughs> I know that uh, Trent uh, respects and appreciates you, Matt. so and I think uh,
1: you're, as you're just, I'm just trying to hold my shit together in front of this camera. Oh, yeah.
0: Why are you freaking out now, dude? It's just I'm I have a little fangirling going on, dude. It's just another podcaster. Just think of it that way. All right, he's just another podcaster. It's
1: easier because I can just hear him. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah, you don't, want yeah. Me,
1: so right? then, yeah, this way I, I can. It, there's cognitive dissonance where I'm, I'm like, it's just like a podcast, it's still not real.
0: Yeah, and by the way, too, I, I want to let all of the uh, audience uh, know, the uh, the few, the proud, the NetHeads Nation, uh, thank you very much. Apparently some of our fans, uh, Trent, I, I, God, I, it sounds so douchey saying that. People that listen to you the can, podcast, I can, I can people, yeah, the listeners uh, attempted to gather together and send us well wishes for episode 200. So I think uh, listening to and potentially even ridiculing those will be episode 201.
1: Just oh, to, no doubt.
0: Yeah, no. because uh, because we got this special thing lined up, uh, which is Mr. Matt Myra. Now, Matt, uh, one of the yes. reasons why I appreciated you making the offer uh, was because I think it was around uh, December, January of last year, Trent. Uh, I would always ask you on the podcast, what have you been doing? And your answer, I don't know if you remember, what was your answer at the time?
1: Um selling comics? No, just watching just watching
0: lots of episodes of Frasier is what oh, you would tell
1: yeah. me. yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh shit. I I watched all the Frasier in like a month. Mhm. Oh, that's a lot of that's a lot of Frasier to cram into a month. Oh, I didn't have a lot going on, Matt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no. Frasier at 264 episodes. You cr- that's a uh, that's a lot of Yeah, dude. That's a lot of watching it. That's nearly 10 a day. Assuming yeah, well, it's February, it is 10 a day.
1: I started drinking sherry. I, I, there were a lot of things that were happening. I, I can't really explain it all.
0: Do you find yourself, when you watch that much, even though there is no Niles in your life, just going, good God, Niles.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, your, your, inner, your inner monologue at that point. You just hear <laughs> Fraser
2: Crane dictating everything that you think. There are a few better voices on the planet than Kelsey Grammer, guys. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more.
0: You know, I think, though, if you had to do something like you refuse to enter a room without somebody first walking in with a black placard with whatever the uh, little interstitial is for that particular (laughs) scene, that would probably be a sign you've watched too much Frasier. It's true. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, I I have to admit that in this uh, Frasier love, I'm kind of the odd man out. I remember watching intermittently Frasier during its entire run, uh, first run, but I have not uh, taken it to the level that you guys have. Now, Matt, uh, how did, uh, I hate to make you reiterate this, but how did yeah. you come to love and appreciate Frasier? Did you, was it just overall or did you fall into it? Was it a wormhole? No,
2: it was, sort of, it was a show that I uh, passively was aware of and watched when it was on. Uh, and then when it came to Netflix, uh, I feel like it was on Netflix two and a half, three years ago, I actually yeah, sort of... Yeah, I sort of was just like, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll give this a whirl, I'm a big fan of Cheers, I'll I'll give the Frasier a a chance, and uh, because it had won so many Emmys, and I'm a big fan of uh, just general sitcom writing nerddom, and I was like, well, why have I never given this show a shot? Uh, And then I watched it and immediately uh, fell in love with it. Much like uh, Niles to Daphne, I fell in love with the Frasier.
0: Aww. But it took you less than seven seasons to uh, close the deal, I hope.
2: Yes, yeah, I closed the deal probably midway through season one. I was, I was ready to go.
0: There you go. Was it just one of the other mentions of her being psychic?
2: Psychic. Uh, yeah, I wish they sort of did that more. They, they lose it. Uh, season probably four through six, seven, they sort of abandoned it. And then I feel like after Niles and uh, Daphne get together, they totally forget that she's psychic. or mm-hmm. thinks she's psychic. But, you know, there's also, you know, there's a quick mention of her being a child star from uh, Britain, uh, and that's never mentioned again.
0: You know, I, I, we hear so many of the little elements in Fraser, and I'm starting to feel like the, uh, the writers of How I Met Your Mother just kind of picked little bits out and then expanded them more. Something like that, because there was a whole thing with Colby Smulder's character having a, being a teen sensation singer, or like a mall singer in uh, Canada.
2: Oh, that's fun. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother probably, uh, they were right to lift from uh, the greatest American sitcom of all time.
0: You know, uh, Matt, with the way your podcasts are are trending, by the way, for those of you that do not know, Mr. Matt Myra, um, I first found out uh, about you through the Nerdist podcast. And then, Mm -hmm. because I was never, I have to admit, I was never a big uh, watcher of g Four. Yeah. So I, I did not fall into the I guess the attack uh, attack of the show demo
2: attack of the show. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing Trent was.
1: Dude, I I freaking like was stalking Chris Gore all weekend. I'm like, hey Chris, oh uh, hi. But uh-huh. uh,
2: uh. yeah, you stalked Chris Gore once. He will now stalk you. Uh, <laughs> <Gore's> de- <laughs> desperate for people to stalk him.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, you'll probably start getting a retainer next week, Trent.
1: That's, no, just 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 put it in with the rest of them.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris uh, Gore, Chris Gore's a lovely guy. He did uh, DV Tuesday. That was a fun segment yep. on attack. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was uh, I was on attack for the last couple of years of that show. Yeah, uh, And uh, when Kevin left, I did some uh, guest hosting of it, uh, Kevin Pereira. Uh, and, uh, yeah, then we went, we went quietly into the night.
0: Okay. Now uh, let's, let's take this even uh, back a step further, if you don't mind. So let's, let's yes, talk yes. about how I was introduced to Matt Myra, uh, which was, uh, like I said, I primarily through hearing you on the Nerdist podcast. Now, yep. uh, I have not, because there are so many of them, I have not listened to every episode of the Nerdist podcast. They're just.
2: Nor have I. I haven't even been at every one of them. There so is, don't worry about there's it.
0: Not a, I don't think there's a way humanly possible. To, I mean, aren't they up in the 600s now, 700s? S-
2: we're in the 700s, uh, probably around 750.
0: Holy crap. That's uh, just, that's a lot of pod, you know, what's dude. What's
2: funny is I do, I see people tweeting all the time uh, that they're. Going through it one by one, and and they'll mention things from like four years ago. It's it's fascinating that people are still finding it and starting it from the
0: beginning. A lot of people do that. They even do it with our shitty little podcast. So it it is interesting. Do a
2: fine podcast. I, I put you on today in the car, and uh, oh, I did not sorry. I did not turn on uh, Howard Stern, which is what I usually do during podcasts.
0: Oh wow! I Trent, I,
2: I I bail out. And then I put on
0: uh, Stern. I think that may have been high praise, Trent. It was. Well,
2: you I didn't, mean. You did not bore yeah. me. It's Getting weird. Well,
0: I don't know, though, because, Matt, <laughs> it, it could have possibly been one of those moments where it was like the Beverly Johnson interview, and you're like, you get in the car, and you're like, oh, shit, that again? Okay, I'll listen to NetHeads.
2: <laughs> yeah, what else we got on here? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, last week they were doing the all the uh, Eric the uh, actor uh, retrospective on Howard 101, ack, and ack. Uh, it was so it was so good. I was so bummed out when Friday came because it was over.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, it was, the, it was the best. the quiet little pleasures that the Stern fans have. Hey, what do you think he's gonna do with his? This is not the question I wanted to ask, but what do you yeah, think? Sure. Do you, what do you think he's gonna do at the end of this contract? Come back. Yeah, you think he'll stick with Sirius?
2: Yeah, I think he'll stay, and he'll do probably, you know, if not, go down to three days a week forever. I think I think he'll I think he'll come back just with a lesser workload.
0: Mm-hmm. If he could possibly achieve that, uh, but now that he's well, not doing America
2: it's it's fascinating. Now that he's not on an America's Got Talent, you'd, you'd think he's got some more capacity for the show, uh, and uh, it it is sort of like. Uh, it is fascinating. Every five years, that this this comes up with him, the whole threat of retirement. But I, it strikes me as though he's a guy who sort of would go crazy not having the outlet. And well, I, I, I think it, the radio show is the outlet for him.
0: It's also part of the sh- part of the shtick. I think no matter what, it's always the. And I don't think he's playing it up. It's just that the audience always asks, and so he's able yeah. to. You know, if people are just in negotiations, he's able to say that, but and yeah. can play that it's coy. Uh, but you know, I'm hoping he does reup. Even though I am even more of a passive listener than I ever am have been, it's just like in the car. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Stern anymore. because <laughs> it, so it, from my angle, um, I heard of you through the Nerdist podcast, and then you know, I, I would hear mentions in the the episodes I've listened to that you know uh, you were uh you worked at the Genius Bar.
2: I sure did. Now. Certified uh, Apple technician. Hold on, you. <laughs> mobile device OS and hardware. I could uh, <laughs> get logic board out of a MacBook Pro in about a minute and fourteen seconds.
0: Oh shit, <laughs> yeah. son! No, wait. Seriously, uh, you have to get certified.
2: Sixteen screws uh, to get that thing out. Um, you do? Yeah, you do. You- those are all certified technicians, or at least they were. It- you know, four is years. It like- ago is it
1: like when uh Forrest Gump is taking his weapon apart <laughs> everyone's yeah, well, just in, in in the back of the genius bar like going as fast as they can
2: always always do that we would always fucking race each other <laughs> and uh, you know there are there are quite a few computers i have fixed in my day that are out in the world with uh, less screws than they came in with <laughs> I
1: don't know where the fuck it
0: was. I think, I think it was in Doc Hollywood. The mechanic in that said it best. He gives him his fixed car, and then he hands him a box. He says, there's some extras. It always happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Genius Bar Certified Technician. Mm-hmm. How do you get from there to being on Attack of the Show?
2: Uh, well,
0: the, Well, and the first wild- of all, was the Genius Bar a strategic job that you got? Or was it just I gotta pay the bills? Uh,
2: it was both. I came out. Uh, well, it was you know I came out to L.A. in two thousand, end of two thousand six, uh, and I needed uh, a job, obviously. And uh, my previous job that I had left in Massachusetts was a uh, funeral assistant, uh, and I was like, well, do I want to go work at a funeral home in in Los Angeles? And my answer was uh, a resounding no. And uh, it was between Starbucks and the Genius Bar, and I chose the Genius Bar again. I was looking for something that would give me health benefits because, you know, guys, it's you gotta be wise. You gotta, you gotta really, you gotta play it right when you. Tell tell me about it. This
1: hernia is not fixing itself.
2: There you go. See, you're not getting any health insurance. Selling comics. It's ridiculous. At all. At all. Uh, but yeah, so I decided to do the Genius Bar. Part of it was, oh, I'll go work in the Genius Bar in the center of Los Angeles, and uh, I'm sure I'll be able to uh, meet people there that uh, can maybe help my uh, foster, uh, my uh, dreams of being a uh, comedy writer. Mm-hmm. So I started working at the uh, Genius Bar, and then I... Essentially spent the first two and a half years that I lived in L.A. going to uh, at least uh, one show at the UCB a week, uh, sometimes two. Uh, so I would hang around the scene a lot. And, mm, uh,
0: you worked the osmosis, osmosis angle.
2: Yeah, started going to open mics uh, and then became friendly with people. Uh, you know, and I'd see people at, at, at the shows, and then I would come back uh, to work, and then sometimes, you know, those people would pop up at work, and then I would say hello to them there, and then I was a genius, so they'd always want to come see me, <laughs> uh, and that's that. Yeah, I met Hardwick. I just, I sold Hardwick a... Um, an iPod case. That's how I met Chris Hardwick.
0: I was hoping you were going to say a digital recorder of some kind, something.
2: <laughs> no, it was an it was it was an iPod case that had a stand, so he could watch videos uh, on his oh, on just... his uh, classic iPod.
0: So you were, I his, was hoping was... you were his porn <laughs> caddy. That's nice, man.
2: I was
1: hoping yeah. that you met him on like an uh, on like an accessory sale because like. You know, uh, I used to work at at a Verizon store. We didn't make anything on phones. We only, like, commission-wise only made things on, like, the accessories. It's Uh, like, oh, no, man, you totally want this belt case.
2: It's the (laughs) shit. (laughs) Sadly, there was no commission to speak of at Apple. Oh, man. So, yeah, I uh, I went over and and said, uh, hey, let me show you what's the best case. And uh, it was uh, Hardwick, and, and we became friendly from that point on.
0: And there you go. And the rest is history.
2: The rest is history or herstory. I don't see gender.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. And one of the things I've also learned from one of your many podcasts, uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, which I got to be honest, is one of my favorite podcasts, even though I am in no way, shape or form watching it along with Fraser.
2: Nor should you. You don't have to. That's the beauty of our terrible mm-hmm. uh, attention span.
0: That is the great thing of it. Um, yeah. I, one of the other things that I learned, and I almost feel like you and I are, are now, I don't mean this in the creepy, I really want to Matt Myra skin suit kind of way. Uh, I yeah. think we're kind of kindred spirits just generationally apart because uh, I have, uh, to this day still, uh, like one. if I had found it on Nick at Night, I would have been stuck watching it. A deep appreciation. Uh, for the Dick Van Dyke Show.
2: Oh, it's the best. Yeah, best. I actually was just watching last night. I watched the there are two episodes that Don Rickles is on. Uh, it's essentially a Mm two-parter. Uh, where he plays uh, a guy. (laughs) Rob and uh, Laura are in an elevator with Don Rickles. Laura's pregnant. The elevator gets stuck. Uh, classic sitcom trope, and then but Rickles (laughs) plays a guy that is uh trying to rob them. (laughs) Uh, and uh the the whole thing's the whole the episode starts with uh them asking the writers asking mel if they could get the production to pay for some prison outfits for a sketch uh because they're going to do a charity show at a prison uh because rob's friend is in prison rob's friend turns out to be don rickles we see a flashback uh, to the whole robbing incident and then the next episode uh, they're at the prison uh, and of course it's another excuse for uh, Maury Amsterdam to play his uh, cello and uh, <laughs> for Mary Tyler Moore to dance and uh, yeah, it's a hoot. But Rickles is so good in it. But yeah, uh, Dick Van Dyke show, pinnacle I think of, of American sitcom history. D- I think that's really the advancement point for uh, what we see today even.
0: And it it really did something to my then young mind because it was one of those shows that came on right before the afternoon cartoons after school. So I would uh, watch it because God knows I'm not going to be creative nor exercise. And... (laughs) I I just I even though so much of the humor in it was above me I just I loved it it was funny it was clean and the stories were easy to follow and then occasionally you'd get a weird episode like the uh like the alien imposters one and the walnuts or eggs and all that nutty oh, stuff that's
2: such a that's a great that's great I'm That's, still, that, yeah, I love that stuff. I'm still, it.
0: I'm still convinced that episode was written because they just wanted to have a situation where Dick Van Dyke is reacting to a gigantic closet filled with walnuts.
2: You're probably not wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what that writer's room was right. I got I, guys, I had a great idea. We got to do this. How do we get there?
2: Yeah, it, somebody probably spilled walnuts in the office, and uh, Dick Van Dyke was like, "Hey,
0: you know, hey, that could be funny." <laughs> Get that man a raise. So, uh, Trent, I want to turn to you for just a second because that was my my main question for Matt was just like, how do you get from Genius Bar to there? But then, you know, it turns out is just uh, it, proving the old adage in this world: it's not what you know, but who you know. And in this case, it was both for you, Matt.
2: Well, yeah, you also should, you know, be a be a be a normal decent human being, and otherwise no one's going to fucking talk to you.
0: You
1: know what? Yeah, if, you know, if you know everyone but are a cunt, no one's going to work with you.
2: Exactly.
0: Can somebody please tell me why nobody has given me this advice up to this point in my life? It's that,
1: it's that one piece that's been holding you back. I,
0: why couldn't there just be one motherfucker to come up to me and just say, dude, if you could be a little less awkward, you might get somewhere. Just
2: a little, yeah. a little less aggro, and you'll be
0: fine. It aggro's just be my issue.
2: Socially, just be socially capable. That's all I ask of human beings in the world.
0: <laughs> and and I have to admit too that other than uh, tying into the fact that he did say he listened to us uh, in his car, even if it was briefly uh, earlier, you know, Matt was just kind enough to appear on our show. He's got no agenda, nothing to pump, nothing to push, and nope. it, and generally knows nothing about our show at all. So it, this, I I really appreciate you being here. Uh, so I had my question answered. So Trent, is, is there a, a, a specific question you would like to ask uh, Mr. Matt Meyer of uh, uh, of Nerdist and Talk Salad and, and so many other things? I mean, you're starting oh, to. Oh gosh. Y- he's starting to get one of those longer and longer IMDb and LinkedIn profiles. It's crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah, but as well, you I... can see on IMDb, I am fantastic. If anyone needs me to play himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to
1: say. <laughs> Uh, no, I actually had a question, uh, uh, an Attack of the Show question for you, man. If that's cool, yeah,
2: shoot, go for it.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I had a uh, uh, the Attack of the Show came to the university I was working at once, and I uh, did video work and helped produce a segment that Candace came and and did. It was for like a, a, a like a Spider Man suit that we had made or whatever. So she, oh like- yeah,
2: I remember that. I do. Yeah, I honestly so, remember. That. So-
1: So, yeah, so, anyway, it was, it was, she was, like, super, super nice and so rad and everything, um, and, like, was willing to, like, do, do stuff, like, to the extent that I was, like, holy shit, dude, like, are you sure you're okay with her, like, hanging off the side of this wall, like, 30 feet in the air or whatever, um, did you? Did they? Do you, you? ever have to do anything like that, or was it, or was oh, it all nice no. and cush in the studio? I, they,
2: I, they kept me in the studio, rightfully so. Uh, they would say, I mean, I'd have to go do field stuff sometimes, like Comic Con and stuff like that. Uh, right. They'd send me out, but we would we would send Candace out of the studio a lot. Uh, <laughs> field packages. I feel like we sent her swimming with dolphins, and it would get her out of the studio. And they'd come back with these like really fun little packages. And then uh, we'd cycle in guest hosts to fill in for Candace. Uh, and it was it was just a way to sort of get the show feeling fresh and, and fun. But yeah, we'd send Candace all over the place. I feel like oh. I feel like Candace's like inaugural package was probably if I remember correctly, it was uh, nine times out of ten our packages just involved sending hot girls to shoot guns or drive big trucks. <laughs> Which, which is fine. Like, there's. I mean, it's a great <laughs> formula for success.
0: Hey, you know uh, what, guys?
2: Failure. tail doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you're
0: tearing down gender walls, my friend. That's what That's you right. were doing.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, do you keep in touch with anyone from from Attack the Show? I like. I, I mean, uh, granted, y'all, you, you guys make friends and everything. But is it is there is there anyone that that you met? The Attack of the Show that you're like, I, I need to meet up with them, you know, monthly or whatever. Or uh, you know, uh,
2: one of my – a couple of my best friends on the planet, uh, Jerry Duggan, who wrote on Attack of the Show. Oh. Oh uh, my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Writer. Jerry Duggan, who now writes uh, – he wrote Deadpool for Marvel. Now he's on – he's doing, I think, Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep, exactly, and I think next week, uh, next month, uh, he's doing a new Carnage book.
2: Yep, yep yeah uh, Jerry Duggan's one of my dearest, dearest friends and uh, he was a writer on attack and we had uh, desks in very close proximity to each other. Uh, and uh, it was a hoot. And then uh, one of our our line producer Bernardo, uh, he's also one of my best friends. Uh, he was the guy. if you if you watched it enough, you'll remember the time uh, we shaved Bernardo's giant beard off <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> on the show. Uh, and what's funny about the beard is we just, we kept it, he kept it, we had it in a Ziploc bag, all the beard clippings, and we didn't get rid of it until the show got canceled. Like, it sat in a, in a Ziploc bag at his desk until the show got canceled. Uh, Oh. And it, it was, uh, it was terrific. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, still very friendly with, uh, our EPs and, uh, a you know, the writers were, Casey was great, our head writer. Uh, Blair Butler is amazing. I still talk to Blair. Um, uh, Kevin, I still see all the time at different events and things like that. Kevin and I are very friendly. Uh, yeah, it's a re- it, was a, it was honestly uh, the best group of people I've ever worked with, that, that Attack of the Show team, because we were all in- sort of in the trenches together doing this weird show, and we were on 50 weeks a year. We were only dark yeah. two weeks a year and we had to put on five hours of live television every week. Uh, so we well, got uh, we got to be real it close.
1: Translated. It translated, it really did. Like, uh, there were so many of us that were just like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, yeah, it, when it, it went it, out. Because it, like, seriously, like it was, it was a show that you could watch that had good production that wasn't overproduced, you know what I mean? It had this organic yeah. feel to it. You could tell everyone was having fun, but at the same time yeah, didn't feel like, it was oh, blast. this guy's making them say this, <laughs> that, and the
2: other. Towards the end, it got to be like, I got I got bleeped on air. I think four times <laughs> in the entire run, and then we did like we did this la like the third to last week we were on. We had to do these Black Friday deals because I was the tech guy, so I would run you through the all the Black Friday sales uh, going on. <laughs> with the and in rehearsal, uh, I jokingly drew drew a dick. On the teleprompter, <laughs> circling an ad, and uh, you know they laughed, but you know it was the kind of thing of like, ah, oh, it's funny. Don't do it on the air. And, <laughs> and then, then we you, t- in the midst of the live segment, and then that for, that segment was supposed to last. I think we were given three minutes, but I think it goes it goes eight minutes because I was just drawing dicks.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the, uh, that's one of the few uh, segments of Attack of the Show I think I've seen. It was video after yeah. the fact, but oh god. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so imagine that during live, like (laughs) that live. It's funny, too, because I say, because, like, in my, we all had IFB, we had uh, in-ear mics, uh, so our EP, or uh, usually Bernardo, our line producer, Bernardo was in charge of making sure the show ran on time, so he'd cut segments on the fly, he'd be like, okay, we're going right to commercial, you got 10 seconds, blah, blah, blah. But uh, he tried to give me a time cue in the middle of that, and all I heard was him laughing, which I never, <laughs> I never, never heard him uh, ever laugh into my ear like that. And uh, so that was one of the that was one of the most fun things I've ever had the pleasure of doing on television was drawing dicks with John with John Barrowman. <laughs>
0: Oh my! I I I can't. Yeah, see, that's the other reason why I n- definitely know I've seen the clip, and you know it's not very often you get to do that with one of the doctor's companions. So
2: yeah, it's very true. Captain Jack Harkness and I were right just there, laughing, laughing at dicks, chewing each other's gum. It was a real weird segment, and we were all a little loopy. It was like one of the last shows before Thanksgiving, uh, and it was it was a delight. That was a, that was a super fun, that was a super fun job, and we all were miserable. You know, at times doing it just because of the grueling schedule and how fast we had to turn things around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I knew that we'd all miss it when it was over and, and we we all, everybody, we all miss it.
0: And not to, not to rub salt in the wound, but, you know, even this far out from the fact, you know, the, they had alleged plans for what they were changing the channel into and then they didn't do that. So it's like... Yeah.
2: It was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to turn into the Esquire Network, and then they decided to pull Style Network off the air and turn that into Esquire Network, and then G4 sort of lived on uh, on life support for a little while, where they would just run reruns of uh, mostly X-Play, because you couldn't rerun Attack of the Show, because we were uh, a news sort of program, so we used a lot of clips and stuff under the fair use argument, so Mm -hmm. we couldn't re-air it. Uh, so we never re-aired really, but it would just be like, you'd be a year, two years out watching, uh, an X-Play where they're talking about a Madden game that was a year and a half old. It was, it was crazy.
0: But the (laughs) hilarious
2: thing, somebody said this to me and I don't know if it's factual or not, but I like to imagine that it is. Uh, I heard that the channel's ratings did not change. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God so what i imagine what i imagine happened was there was like because you know how the rating system works it's the nielsen box there's a number of nielsen boxes whatever what i imagine is we had five dudes in their basement who were watching a a g4 and died (laughs) stayed on and no one else was watching us, and the show kept going under those guys of these five dudes that had <laughs> Nielsen boxes that died of probably a heart attack while they were watching. Uh,
0: <laughs> and, and, and and naturally, all of their stuff is covered by an estate, so the bills just keep getting unpaid, and nobody knows. Yeah,
2: just, it was a weird, yeah. That's what I imagine happened. Uh, so somewhere out there, someone's still tuned into a dead channel. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: Sorry, I buffered there. Anyway. What
2: is, uh, stop buffering. That's gross.
0: I apologize. I, I, yeah, I you're just, on
1: the, You've got a cam even now, man. Do that on Chatterbait.
0: Yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, so, so now, Matt, you've kind of... Uh, I don't know uh, everything you do now. Because uh, I know that yeah. you were a writer on At Midnight. Are you still a writer that. on At Midnight uh, or no?
2: No, I left uh, at the beginning of May. Uh, there were, I took the summer cycle off and the fall cycle is starting up uh, next week, but I also have decided to not come back for that. I mm-hmm. have other things that I want to get going and want to be doing. Uh, but yeah, I was over there for two and a two years just about. Uh, and uh, it was fun and but it turned into a thing where writing for that show, Doing Attack of the Show for so long. We also did a, a TV version of uh, of the Nerdist for BBC mm-hmm. America for a couple of years. Yep. And I just got to the point where I felt like I had written, said, or seen people say every conceivable joke about the internet. So I just <laughs> felt like I. I just felt like I needed a change of uh, pace and a change of scenery in, uh, in other uh, wor-
0: in other words, uh, uh, around you now, the term hashtag could turn lethal.
2: Yeah, it's just not something I care to engage in <laughs> uh, and it's not so- I mean you know I mean I imagine for people I'm sure people uh, are annoyed by the hashtag war every night, and uh, mm-hmm. you know if they think they're annoyed by that, uh, imagine trying to write them. Uh, well, and
1: I can imagine, you know, you, you get into any type of, of um, monologue style writing, it does become formulaic at a point.
2: Yeah, it just, yeah, it just, you know, and it was just something where I was like, you know what, I, I need a break from this. I'm, I'm sort of uh, at my wit's end, and uh, decided to take time off, and then I decided to take even more time off from that. Uh, because I want to work on other things. I mean, with a love of sitcoms as deep as my own, I feel like it's time for me to write a sitcom. So,
0: well, especially yeah. after after the last yeah. uh, the live talk salad and scrambled eggs, we got to see what it may be like.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that was a hoot, that was a fun thing that we decided to do off uh, handedly, and uh, we're gonna do it again in Tampa. We're gonna do a live another live talk salad. Uh, and I uh, hope the audience is prepared to play the wonderful roles that we cast them in.
0: Now, Matt, <laughs> one of the things that um, you are more than likely not aware of, um, mm. but my wonderful co-host is, because I told him at the time, uh, during the live Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, there was some question about how the video would get up on screen, and we wanted to make sure everything had would be covered. So you showed up with the DVD... And I I also sent uh, playable digital files of the episodes. Correct. And one of the only disappointing things in the fact that those digital files, uh, or a good thing, because I'm still employed, about those digital files not being used, is that Uh it turns out you can edit the closed captioning file that you include with digital recordings. Did you know that?
2: Oh, my God. That's amazing. So I was. I, well, I mean, it makes sense that you can edit them. That's 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 fantastic. So I th- wish that I had played yours.
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't too much. It just said, welcome to talk salad and scrambled eggs. Oh, look, the elevator's going up the space needle. That was all I did for the first one. Uh, and if you awesome. had, if you had done two episodes that night, it would have said, welcome to the second episode. How much Terminator did they talk about in the last half hour?
2: Oh, that's that's great! I wish that that had happened.
0: Well, now now I can uh, officially ruin ever pulling that gag off again. Boy, I'm glad I told yeah. you that. <laughs>
2: hey, try it, try it in Tampa.
0: Now I have to ask you a question, um, in relation to talk salad and scrambled eggs. Yes. A- exactly. At what point did the the show title go from joke to actual concept? <laughs>
2: Uh, it was a it was a joke. I okay. So I was on a I was on at midnight. Uh, it might have been the first time I appeared or the second time I appeared. The speed game was uh, failed podcasts, and my the I had <laughs> was just doing long like stupid jokes, and the failed <laughs> podcast that I had decided would be hilarious would be. If a, if, a, if a podcast was just called Talk Salad and Scrambled Megs, and it was a podcast about the streaming speeds for wherever you can get Frasier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I'm so glad that's not the show.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then when Kevin and I uh, decided to hatch the crazy plan of actually doing this podcast, I said, let's call it talk salad and scrambled eggs and uh, he was like, Let's do it. Let's call it <laughs> tox salad and scrambled eggs and then he added Fraser reconsidered and I said, That's pretty long, but okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two extra words. I don't know, boss. Even though I think the official title is Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, Frasier Reconsidered with Matt Myra and Kevin Smith.
2: Our beautiful artwork uh, is so fucking wordy. It's ridiculous. I love it, though.
0: I love it. I love the way it's uh, it's kind of you guys also making up that, that famous Seattle skyline that was on every opening. Yeah. And, and and again, too, folks, if, you know, I'm sure the majority of the audience exists of people that are, are consuming something probably before they listen. And and, and if that's the case, great. Uh, I'm just saying more people, if that's what you're doing, uh, it, it's a podcast. You don't need to even like Frasier to listen to no, this no, podcast. No. That's the great thing about it.
2: Yeah, However, if you do don't so like Frasier, you might be dead inside. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, It's it's it's... I listen, I think it's we make a podcast for the people. Uh and uh, what's <laughs> fun about our podcast is it seem we seemingly please no one. <laughs> because it's the Super Frasier fans are mad that we're talking to not enough about Frasier, and the people who don't like Frazier are annoyed that we're talking about Frasier too much. So uh, <laughs> we are literally making a podcast for two people, and their names are Kevin and Matt.
0: That's not true, because I, I know I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, now, also in listening to that, though, uh, since th- this is a limited-run podcast, if you will, uh, yeah. with a predetermined number of episodes that could always be moved or adjusted due to yep. uh, people like uh, Matt Levine or Perry Gilpin. Ken, Ken Levine. Ken, Ken Levine Perry. Sorry, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's a great concept. Uh, one of the things I've noticed uh, in listening, that even though he is a fan of Lisa Kudrow, uh, Kevin has not listened to Friends, so or watched Friends, so perhaps mm-hmm. after this run, you could do like "I'll Be There for You," Friends I reconsidered.
2: I here's my thing. I do not. I, I enjoyed Friends when it was on. Like I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I mm-hmm. watched it, you know, a lot. But I am I am afraid to overanalyze that program and to see the Matrix code for what it is. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is not i you know because in passing i've sort of like flipped by and watched it for 12 seconds and uh i've just never I've, i'm afraid of it it does have my favorite sitcom joke ever though and i and i might have said this on the pilot episode of uh talk salad but uh my favorite sitcom one-liner in the history of sitcoms comes from friends and uh Chandler walks into the room, uh, it might be in the first season, uh, Chandler walks into the room, and uh, someone says, guess what, and Chandler says, uh, the fifth dentist came, yeah, and god. now they all prefer Crest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I know exactly which, this is how sad yeah. my life is, I know exactly which ch- a joke you're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that's my favorite joke. Uh, I don't know why, that's just stuck in my head since the night it aired, and uh, I'll always hold that up as... One of my favorite, if not my favorite, sitcom joke of all time.
0: They have a lot of good jokes for each character as well, though. I don't know why it will be forever ingrained in my brain, but it was the episode where they keep eating the neighbor's uh, cheesecakes because they keep getting delivered to the apartment.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 the New York cheesecakes, that's right.
0: And the stinger of it is that they're on the ground eating the last piece uh, one and this one got dropped, so you know they're eating it literally off of the floor. And, uh-huh. and Matt LeBlanc's Joey comes walking up and he looks down and without missing a beat pulls a fork out of his back pocket and says, What are we uh-huh. talking about here? or something along those lines.
2: <laughs> it was just
0: a great play forever stuck in my brain. Um, but God, I even remember that joke. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah. it's okay, so that's good to know. That pitch has been slammed down. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to the drawing board and see if I can think of more.
2: I don't honestly I don't I have uh, as of as of this date in time I feel like in no way shape or form will this be our last podcast together I feel like Kevin and I have I feel like Kevin and I have plenty in us
0: well that's good well I know but you you know you do have other podcasts as well because for example you do James Bonding which is coming up on a it's coming up on a pending hiatus right?
2: It's it is coming up. Uh, it's coming up on. Uh, we have two. We're recording this week, uh, and then we're gonna do some. We're gonna do the either the longest episode of a podcast in the history of podcasts or uh, the most overdone podcast. We're gonna. Our plan is to see uh, Spectre and record a podcast around the day seeing Spectre, and uh, our plan is to record before we see Spectre after we see Spectre, and (laughs) after we see Spectre a second time. Yes!
0: (laughs) But it's also all of the audio from the moment you wake until the moment you go to bed, too, right? So it's everything, the whole day.
2: Well, we are going to, you know, we're not far off. Not far off from that. Uh, We're going to have, we're going to sort of try to stack it with as many guests as we can, sort of get people to come along with us to the theater to see these things, and uh, I think it's going to be... It'll be it'll be a hoot.
0: Okay, so let's uh, let's pull back the curtain a little bit, man. If you don't mind, uh-huh. if you do mind, just tell me to fuck off and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I'm sure people are wondering because as you've you've mentioned now, you have the uh, the flexibility to be able to say to at midnight, you know, I got other things I'm going to pursue right now, so I'm going to skip this cycle. And so yeah. so I, I guess the question that people would really have is that as a guy who is on a lot of podcasts now. Uh, you, yeah. What is a day in the life like for for Matt Myra now? Uh,
2: well, it's it's interesting because it I take a lot of meetings around town, so that's always part of my day, and uh, it essentially my day is controlled by my calendar. Uh, so, like for instance, here's a for instance, I'll give you uh, I'll give you uh, this week. Uh, what is today? The 28th is coming. Okay, so. Uh, tomorrow, I go to the gym at ten. At one o'clock, I have a podcast uh, at uh, Nerdist uh, with Matt Bronger as our guest. And then after one o'clock, I have nothing to do until Brian Quinn is ready to hang out because uh, I made that <laughs> I made that evening free because he's going to be in town. Uh, but like Tuesday, for instance, we have there's two Nerdist podcasts at one o'clock and six o'clock. Uh, I have a guitar lesson in there. Wednesday, I have meetings uh, with various production companies about some things. Uh, it's sort of I get to I get to be a guy that is in line for coffee at eleven o'clock in no real rush.
0: Okay, so so uh, let me ask you a question: the days yeah. the alarm has to go off at say like nine a.m. Do you or do you grab it and just yell how much it's bullshit and resent it oh, or
2: no, not at all. I. I tend to, when I go to the, I, you know, usually I'll go to the gym at 7, and if I go to the gym at 7 a.m., I, have, I wake up at 5.40. I have no problem getting up super early. It's not, it's never really been a problem for me. I don't mind that. And uh, my fiance, uh, very, very soon to be wife, she uh, often has to get up at uh, the crack of 6. So it's not a big problem for me to wake up.
0: Are you in? Are you in one of those relationships where you're in a relationship with a normie? Like, like you're an entertainer, but they have a regular nine to five job without revealing too much.
2: She no, she's uh, she's also verified on Twitter, guys. Uh, she is a writer. Uh, oh, she was, ex- she was executive editor of Buzzfeed. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's a semi. She's, you know, it's what's nice about her is that we sort of orbit the same world. Like our conversations can uh, be similar, but hers is very uh, media centric, like literal media centric. Like, oh, did you hear the Daily News fired this person? And oh, you know what's going on over at uh, Gawker? You know, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, And mine is sort of entertainment uh, la la land. Uh, But but you're having.
0: the the important thing is you're having similar lifestyles. It's not like you know you're
2: yes it, yeah, you're it, you're not it, calling
0: the office at two o'clock in the right. afternoon just to check in ask her where the hummus went you know
2: no nope. she will <laughs> she's probably at a lunch meeting or uh somewhere else and uh, it's a we have a i think we uh, very nicely fit into each other's lives uh, but I think that if i If I do uh, ever get the sitcom thing rolling, uh, I don't know if she's prepared for uh, how little she will see me.
0: I think you mean when you get it going, Matt. When you get
2: it. (laughs) Very, very good positive thinking, guys. I like it. You got to strike that
0: "if" from your vocabulary, buddy.
2: Yeah, when I get a show, I'm not gonna be home for (laughs) sixteen to seventeen hours a day.
0: But that's kind of isn't that kind of the world you've you've been in anyway with uh, with the both Attack of the Show and... Uh, no,
2: Attack of the Show, the beauty of Attack of the Show and at midnight is we always... Our our schedules were as such as we shot at the same time every day. We shot Attack of the Show at 4 p.m., uh, 7 p.m. East Coast time, and we were live, and at 5 p.m. we went to a post-show meeting for about 30 minutes, and then I got the fuck out of there. Uh... <laughs> And on at midnight, we shoot around uh, four four thirty in the afternoon, and we'd shoot till about five fifteen, and then once again, I get the fuck out of there. Oh, nice! So it these were these were as far as TV schedules go, uh, daily schedules go. Uh, two of the best schedules in television were the Attack of the Show and at Midnight schedule. But you know, I have friends who write on uh, who write on sitcoms uh, and who write in television, and they. Uh, are working, God knows how long. They're ordering dinner, and they're there since ten o'clock in the morning. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brutal. It can be a brutal schedule.
0: So you know, so you know what's what's up and coming. You know where I am aware.
2: I'm aware of what's happening uh, and what will be around the corner. If I I get what I uh, am asking for, <laughs> you're the you're
0: you're the kid that's just waiting to turn eighteen, and you know you've got to go to boot camp, and you don't care. Yep.
2: Yeah, no, I'm ready.
0: Right on, man, and and uh, upcoming nuptials. So, what is it wow? So, what is your life like having to plan around? Because I assume you get married, you have a honeymoon, but you have all yep. of these commitments. So, is well, is...
2: the beauty of uh, my some of my commitments is like the Nerdist podcast. Uh, they they function without me just fine, so they'll be recording plenty while I'm gone. Uh, Kevin and I have to cram in a couple episodes. Uh, this week and next week to make up for the time that I'm gone. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I essentially have told everybody, don't don't attempt to uh, contact me because I will not be in this country.
0: <laughs> okay, good. So I'll be sure to send you an email once every day.
2: Oh, Yeah, please. Ask me about the next Feeb or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, you know what, Matt? I don't want to keep you anymore and uh, there is uh, some stuff, some bit of business that, that Trent also wanted to talk about. I'm sure you don't want to sit through that uh, because the well, you might. I don't know. But uh, this weekend in Salt Lake City was the big Salt Lake Comic Con, which I'm not sure if you were.
2: Oh, I did not know there was a Salt Lake Comic Con but I assure you, Ming Chen was probably there.
0: No, he <laughs> wasn't!
2: <laughs> no, it's, what? It's the same week as Baltimore
1: Con so he was in Baltimore, Oh, I think.
2: he just went to the closer one. Guys, if they <laughs> If yeah, you, totally. Yeah, totally. If you want uh it's like a it's like, you know, if they build it, uh they will come. It's if you have a con. <laughs> Ming and Ming Mike Zapson.
1: Yeah. He's like the sidler from from uh, uh Seinfeld. He just shows
2: up at this at someone's booth like, Hey, I'm here. And Ming he's just he's there in his black socks uniform, ready to play in that cornfield.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, I, I can't think of a better analogy than that. Uh, but but we wanted to give Trent a chance to. Uh, I mean, Trent, is there any other questions you have for our esteemed guest before we let him return no, to dude. his Sunday?
1: No, just the, talk about the the best 200th episode of Netheads
2: ever, dude. And the only 200th episode of Netheads <laughs> ever, guys. I don't know Damn if you're it. aware how numbers work. Uh... <laughs> I I only have English degrees,
1: not math degrees. I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> Matt. I'll remind you that uh, we work for a man who successfully had two number 300 episodes of smodcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) true very true true. this is this
0: is podcasting man we make the rules if the next 10 episodes are number 200 the next 10 are number 200 but there will only have been there will only have been one guest that will have kicked those 10 200s off though and that sir is you mr matt myra
2: thank you will and thank you trent for letting me uh bullshit with you on a Sunday oh my god dude I couldn't be happier about it
0: you know man it's, I go I'm sorry If the
2: week starts I'm gonna say if the week starts on a Sunday as most calendars do uh this is the first of 10 podcasts I'm recording this week so <laughs> you you guys got yourself the freshest Matt Myra there's gonna be
0: Oh, wow. Look at that. And, you know, Matt, too, I got to tell you, I, uh, we greatly appreciate uh, you're taking the time on your Sunday to come join us. And more importantly, we, we deeply appreciate, hopefully, at least the next three tweets that you may make about your appearance on this show throughout the week. You know, I'm guys, just saying got,
2: when is this? Uh, we're not we're not on Sir right now. It's not live, right? It's just oh, it's you guys it,
0: it's live is live, my friend. We're everywhere roll. right now.
2: That's how we roll, bro. Guys, no one told me that. I, told you I via... wanted you to edit out most of what I said. Well,
0: well, the good news is we at least control the content, and I'm sure there's only like three people that have caught it so far, so we can have them snuffed out real easy, Matt. Don't worry.
2: Real quick. Well, if they need to be snuffed out, be sure to use the hashtag netheads. There you uh, go. So I can... And uh, I will snuff them out myself uh yeah no guys it's been a pleasure uh and uh good luck on your next 200 episodes
0: thank you matt greatly appreciate it uh and now,
2: go talk about salt lake city comic-con
0: <laughs> we will and, and thank you for so your time I sir i
2: am not gonna hear it i've been to enough cons bye yes. guys yes.
0: goodbye i said Hello. good day sir
2: <laughs> good god niles
0: and that is, my ah, ah, friends, nice. Mr. Matt Myra. Nice. I hope you appreciate the little surprise that I put together, Trent.
1: The, 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 oh, I loved it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I hope uh, you don't feel that it over... Because I know you were excited. We have Salt Lake Comic Con, and we're going to be able to talk about all the cool stuff that happened. And I hope you, you don't feel this overshadowed. I just wanted to... I wanted to do something special because the opportunity was there and because I, I felt in my heart of hearts that you were a fan of Mr. Matt Myra and I thought it oh, might be. Oh,
1: dude, the, yes. Yeah, that is correct, sir.
0: So now <laughs> you can say that you have co-hosted a podcast, in a way, with Mr. Matt Myra.
1: Yeah, in a way, I could yeah, I can, I can say that. By the way, that is,
0: that is the only way that I can pronounce his name is as Mr. Matt Myra.
1: Right, no, you have to. Otherwise, you're talking about a BMX star from the 2000s and 90s.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we wouldn't want to confuse one with the other now, would we?
1: No, because I... Because I have one vi- one's video game for the Dreamcast, and one has a bunch of podcasts that I have. So
0: equally, okay. okay. Now, Trent, the funnest thing about putting this entire thing together, and once again, I got to say thank you very much to Matt Meyer for uh, for taking the time today. really, really wonderful. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, especially since, again, he had an absolutely, positively no uh, reason or benefit to sitting in on this. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. Except that it's a uh, or excuse me a Sunday and what else are you doing it's Sunday. Well, that he's is probably the... got, he's probably got football and mute the whole time.
0: Well, you know that's the saddest thing about this, and I'm glad we didn't bring this up in front of our guests because you know I've been sitting in here recording a podcast while my wife has been outside watching sports on the big screen. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs>
0: that's how manly I am, folks. Also, I, I apologize. I think started off a little uh, shaky because uh, there's another little funny thing. Um as I said, having Matt Myra on was a surprise. I wanted to surprise Trent with it. It made 200 special, uh, more so than being 200. Because to us, uh, let's face it, folks, if you if you caught episode 100, you know these uh, centennials don't exactly rank high in our, <laughs> like, oh, special event. No. You know, oh Tesdy had 200, and they had a big game show and sponsors and prizes. No. We got Matt Myra, though, and I think that's pretty cool. Fuck yeah, we did. Um, but uh, I was setting it up as a surprise, so I had the complicated issue of of balancing one Trent's expectations because traditionally I'm late. Uh, so I was actually sitting here early on time, whatever, because I needed to get Matt on the line first, and and I had to ask him to mute his line. But then um, I switched going from just audio to also doing video, and I I uh, I, I threw that curveball at Trent. Uh, But uh, I look over, I'm waiting for him to show up. This is a surprise. I'm telling Matt it'll just be a few more minutes. You know, I I can't, you know, don't worry about it. Oh, like, oh, good, Trent's there. At the moment I saw that you were there, I didn't know if you could hear Matt or not.
1: Uh Ah, uh-huh. So were
0: you able to hear him? Did you? uh, The you
1: the The only thing I heard him say was, and Kevin's just down the street, so it works out
0: and And what did you think? did you did you have an idea? Then you're like, "Wait a second. What the fuck's going on?"
1: Yeah well I, I was just like, "Wait, he's talking to huh. And and then that's when yeah I was like surely Andy was farther away than that and it's not that and it didn't sound like Andy. We'll see where this is going.
0: Yeah. So you knew I was gonna <laughs> reveal somebody, but then uh-huh, yeah. well now now you've taken it somewhere awkward because I have to ask: Were you disappointed that it was uh, not Andy McElfresh?
1: No. Oh my God. No. No. I I am a big Matt fan. Obviously, I you know going kind of stalking him a little bit during the Attack of the Shows days.
0: Yeah, but as buddy. I'm still
1: as I'm still uh, stalking Candace Bailey, waiting for to get, return those calls.
0: I, I got to admit, during the uh, during the interview, I was a little worried if the whole direction you were going in your Candace questioning was... So, um, <laughs> you know, Matt, I was just wondering, do you have her phone number?
1: <laughs> Actually, it, it was funny. Um, when we were doing uh, photo shoots and, and, and promotional stuff for that, uh, it was after we had gone and, and gotten some lunch and we came back and we were shooting and uh, we had to go back and reshoot some stuff because she'd forgotten to take her wedding ring off.
0: Ooh.
1: Yep. Yep. So we had to go back and reshoot some stuff cuz got to got to keep that wedding ring off in all the shots.
0: Okay. So we've learned a few things uh throughout the time of this show. Uh one, don't go gay for the stay. Not this show, but our overall run for the 200. <laughs> don't go gay for the stay and uh no wedding band for the pay. Gotcha. It, it, oh. Oh, I like, yes. All right, now we know. Um, so anyway, Trent, I'm glad uh, we could put together, I could actually think of something that was a cool surprise. And honestly, yeah, uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, Matt made the, I, the other reason why I really appreciate him doing this is because he literally just made the offer two days ago because we were actually talking about something else that was actually business-related. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, But he made the offer, and uh, and at first I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be great, thanks, I uh, really appreciate that. And then I suddenly realized, holy shit, what am I saying? Uh, in a wait, couple wait, days, wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, for the love of God, please, what are you doing Sunday? Are you available? Anything? Please, please, I'll put it in my mouth, I swear. And he did. He, <laughs> he didn't put, put it your, in my mouth. No, no, no. <laughs> he came on the show. Uh, but anyway, Trent, uh, other than that, uh, also, the it is really cool that uh, immediately after episode, or at for episode 200, you, uh, you, you also got to go to uh, Salt Lake Comic Con this year, and, and I gotta tell you, one of the things, uh, first of all, and I and this is nothing against Salt Lake Comic Con, but always yeah, yeah. whenever it becomes con time, uh, I unfollow you on Twitter, and then after con is over, about a week, I refollow you because yeah. I enjoy the intermittent stuff. But man, when con is on, you 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 swamp my feed like a like a like a flood.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even tweet this year.
0: No, you didn't. No, I'm just talking about the con itself, and they're at Twitter. But anyway. uh,
1: Oh, yes. Yes. No, I know exactly what you mean. Salt Lake Comic Con, yes.
0: Now, I, but one of the things I did do is I took a look at the layout, and I like what they did this year because they took the artist's alley, and they stuck it around the other corner. So you actually have to almost, if you will, walk the entire con –
1: Yes, to get to, to get down to the photo ops.
0: Yeah, so that was really cool. And the other cool thing about this, uh, not I don't know if anyone's aware, uh, but you revealed this on the last episode. You were not selling this year. You were just going as an attendee and a panelist.
1: Yeah, it was it was so much less stressful. Oh my gosh! But it was and it was it was great though too. I was able to pop in and help out with uh, Jonathan's booth a little bit uh, for Rattle Can Art, and then I got to hang out in the green room a whole bunch and just like relax and uh the the other dude it was saturday like friday thursday and friday were they were busy they were pretty busy mm-hmm. but saturday there were so many fucking people on the floor and luckily i had had the chance to see and, and buy everything that i didn't talk to everyone i wanted to i just like hid
0: <laughs> it was one of those situations where it was just bodies and cosplay it was, everywhere it really
1: was though like like you couldn't if you wanted to go somewhere, you had to say, you know, it was it was just a constant, excuse me, sorry, can I get, sorry, can I get through, excuse me. You excuse literally
0: me. have to look at the map and strategically say, I'm nearest to this exit. This is where we're yes. going. I don't care that yeah. I have to walk around four other buildings when I go out that exit. I'm going to yeah. do it because I'll get there a half no, hour it sooner. Was,
1: it was like, uh, and it was weird because the, the first two days, Thursday and Friday, I, I felt like there was fewer attendance than in past years. But then on Saturday, it was just ridiculous so many people there, very very cool um uh, Chris Evans was there he was and Haley Atwell they were kind of uh Sebastian Shaw like like the you know all the Captain America team were yeah there. so that was that was kind of like their big thing John Barlman of course was there again this year um Alan Tudyk uh I talked to him for a couple of seconds in the green room it was it was cool there were it, everyone was really really yeah it's it's con mentality everyone's so stoked and so happy to be there that it's every everyone seems to just Fucking love it.
0: Now, what is the the best amateur cosplay that you saw? That's always my favorite question to ask.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a really good, and this is this is the Marvel nerd, and I'll post the pictures up later. But there was a really good, um, Ares. uh, So the Marvel version of Ares, the god of war. uh, A guy had made like a full on like uh, Centurion helmet and had like uh, a breastplate that had like the big skull and crossbones on it, and he had a huge axe um he pulled that off really well there was uh oh in fact uh one of my friends she did the and i will definitely post pictures of this uh she uh did a scarecrow from arkham knight Ooh, and she like her her husband is an engineer okay and so they had like full on like uh the glove with the 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 like the hypodermic needles on each finger that would like retract and come back oh my
0: lord and
1: and like tubes coming up to like uh, uh cylinders of fluid that were like neon green and holy shit that that was probably the the best costume i saw of the of the whole thing it was really really well done
0: very nice very nice how many spider gwen's did you see
1: crazy right like there's a comic book that's not even a year old well yeah maybe a, a year old now and everyone's dressing up as spider gwen uh there were there were quite a, but it was cool because wherever there was a spider gwen there was a miles morales and a silk like all <laughs> three of them were all together all the time that's, whenever the, someone did it yeah
0: they're like oh they i wonder if they if they glommed onto one another at the con or they planned ahead of time
1: uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe there's there's like a uh, it's there's a there's a, a Weber app that's like grinder <laughs>
0: just
1: for, for Spider Man cosplayers. If
0: there's not Trent, for the love of God, get it made, <laughs> please. <laughs> Weber for for hooking up with all of your Spider Man fans.
1: Yeah all your spider
0: needs <laughs> oh that's just genius what the another great thing coming out of episode 200 folks by the way don't forget tonight as well as the super blood moon so good luck with that yeah that's right yeah. i think i think this is the sign by the way I you know i feel like this year is is the the year of the super moon. i feel like i've never heard about the super moon before and now there's been like 20 of them this year i think
1: yeah yeah Yeah, in fact, the last time we had one, I went and took. It's cool if you've got a digital camera, go and take pictures of it, and then when you get back in the house, like, look at it at the the actual 100% size. Uh huh. You can see some weird shit on the moon, dude. Like from Earth, it's cool.
0: You you sound like a stone guy describing the dollar bill. If you looked at all this shit going on there, man.
1: Like, it's the Illuminati,
0: man. I actually, I I do have a nice digital camera, so I will make it a point to take a picture of it tonight, Trent. I will do that anyway. Ah, uh, Yeah. The Spider-Gwen costume, getting back to that, I'm not surprised, though, because if you think about it, it is a, a relatively easy costume to cosplay, but it's also an exceptionally cool design.
1: It is, yeah. They did a killer job on it, so they, they everyone was lucky with that for sure.
0: Well, I think I also saw a picture from the con of one Spider-Man, and then one of them was the... What is it? The Freedom Foundation, Freedom Front, the Frontier. Fan, you, you oh remember?
1: yeah, the FF. Yeah, the the uh, Future Foundation.
0: Yeah, the Future. You know the blo- the White Spider Man with the black yeah, spider, which
1: is which is my favorite uh, Spider Man costume.
0: I gotta say, I really dig it too. Um, if I were to uh, be svelte enough for a Spider Man costume again. Uh, I would go for that one, or maybe the Miles Morales one, because the black and red is also kind of yeah. dope. Yeah,
1: yeah, it looks really cool. And in, in fact, there was a one kid that was dressed up as as Miles Morales, and it's it's great because Miles Morales in the comics, um, he has a web backpack. He's he's made a backpack out of webbing that he can put his clothes in. And this kid had taken, uh, you know, like like one of those drawstring shoe bags that you get it for, you know, um, Foot Locker or whatever, uh-huh. and he had glued uh, thin pieces of rope. Just over and over and over and over and over until, from a distance, it looked just like the webbing. It was oh, really, sweet. Really cool. Yeah, that one. That one I geeked out over a little bit.
0: Very nice. Okay, so Trent, here's the question: uh, Time not being a limitation, money yes. not being a limitation, um, yes. and taking into consideration your current physical uh, makeup, yeah, 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 what would be your your uh what would you have cosplays cosplayed as if you would do that
1: okay well there's so there's 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 two that i i really want to do uh wwe fans will be familiar with uh bray wyatt and i have like very similar hair and beard and build to this uh professional wrestler that one would be very easy to do um and it would be fun oh i also met uh some professional wrestlers there at the con too anyway uh but I, I've always wanted to do this other one but I I think it would be lost on people and that's why I've never done it is the sad fat spider-man cosplayer <laughs> like like I want to be like the like the tight kids spider-man suit that doesn't fit me and my gut's hanging out and I'm really stoked about comic-con the whole time but uh, like I don't think people would understand that it's it's a cosplay of a cosplay
0: <laughs> well and Trent That's the thing, too. Um, If you remember last year, I wasn't able to attend the con because I was sick. And I'll tell you, out in the garage right now still is what I would consider to be the absolute worst Batman costume I've ever seen in my life. Really? And I intentionally bought it so that it would be the costume I would wear to our panel. Because oh, it is nice. so horrible and I was gonna be playing it as the clueless cosplayer. So in other words, I literally yes. thought, oh well I need the Batman costume, I get this one. Yeah. He's Batman, <laughs> yes? And no. <laughs> Batman it looks more like bondage Batman to be honest, oh, with a with a pair of awesome. discotech bikini panties. Woo! It's some sexy stuff. So I've still got... So, you know, should I ever make it out there for Salt Lake Comic Con? I promise you I'm breaking that bad yeah, boy out.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tag team that bitch.
0: Oh, there is nothing... To, oh, can you imagine, too, if it just... The, the pictures <laughs> what we would get of of sad, fat cosplay Spider-Man and sad, uh-huh. fat cosplay Batman.
1: Just like, oh, I really like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you work for Batman?
0: <laughs> it's the Unwonder Twins. uh so what was the biggest takeaway just to quickly wrap it up uh what's biggest takeaway from con what was it what do you think what did you hear was the was the big drop dead thing from the salt lake comic-con
1: uh oh uh one of the one of the best things i did was i was able to go into and i'm not a a player of the game but i appreciate it and i love what they're doing um the uh, disney infinity 3.0 which has launched um, the design team is based here in Utah, mm-hmm. in Salt Lake, and so they had uh, all the the designers and the the writers that are here in Utah on a panel, and they gave out 900 free uh, Infinity figures, some of which haven't been released yet, to everyone that was in the panel. That was really really cool. This like, I I, if I were into playing video games, this would be the game to play, man, because the new, the the Star Wars stuff that they're doing and and the the marvel stuff that they're doing now and the little the little hints they're like oh we can't really say yet cuz it hasn't been announced blah 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 like they have got their shit so dialed in that was very very cool um and then everyone just went gaga over the chris evans panel of course obviously
0: <laughs> oh sorry uh from the we are not here to please you podcast rafael Nowak says uh bondage batman i fucking need that comic book series like right now
1: yes
0: Um, well, cool, man. Uh, yeah. I gotta say, it's going to be interesting this year to see how the battle pans out between I, I, this year it will be interesting between, uh, Disney infinity 3.0 and the Lego dimensions.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because
0: like Lego dimensions, I can unlock, uh, Marty and doc Lego from back to the future. You know, there's a, it's, it's a lot of the, it's one of those things where you're kind of surprised that with. Uh, Minecraft, and with Disney Infinity, it's taken this long to get the, what I'll call the themed Lego Minecraft simulator.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: With with, with game levels included. Um, but it, it's a it's a natural progression. And I gotta tell you right now, it's a toss-up for me on which one that I'm gonna want to go with. Because, yeah, sure, it's exciting the thought of having, you know, Yoda and Captain America playing with one another. Let me rephrase that
1: yeah well with lightsabers too
0: there you go uh that can happen can you imagine captain yeah. america with a fucking lightsaber
1: yeah so i i, I want to say it was at the end of and they talked about this uh infinity 1.0 um if you unlocked everything you you then got lightsabers for your characters that you can then bring into all the other versions and the lightsaber is the most powerful weapon where like uh one strike you know you, you get like 10 percent damage two strike it, it kills everything in, in in three strikes oh my so gosh it's, like, it's Ten percent, five percent, two million percent, and then it's dead.
0: (laughs) Disney Infinity with epic weapons. Who would have thought it, right, Trent? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I, I I think, I think that you just have to get them both. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah,
0: definitely. You you
1: just gotta gotta catch them all.
0: Well, that's (laughs) exactly, and that's the point too. That's where they know they're like, it doesn't. Lego says it doesn't matter that we're putting this out; they'll buy it. It doesn't (laughs) matter that they'll have Disney Infinity; they'll have this too. We don't care. It's true. We get all the money, you get nothing. It's true. Uh, but you know, it's it, it with the with Disney Infinity three. Is this one of those things where I'm finally going to have to bump up to an Xbox One?
1: Yep. Uh, well, uh, yes, I believe so, actually. Mm-hmm. And and they actually talked about that why why uh, you know the Wii's had so many problems and everything, um, and they said uh, there's just it doesn't it's not it doesn't have the space available. Um, and if they eventually move away from the discs to where you know if you just want to buy um, digitally, the game will eventually probably run a lot smoother and, and go a lot faster and everything else. That it was it was really interesting to see that side of, of the development. Um, and 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 the other thing they they said too is is like the the Wii runs so differently than uh, Xbox One, PlayStation Four that it, it would be like um, trying to put all of the uh, uh ferrari parts into uh like uh, a volkswagen
0: uh, um, chassis
1: yeah no exactly like like they said there's just they're they're so different you just have to rebuild it from the ground up and and they just don't have the time and investment to to do that so
0: well and you know my like my nintendo wii is dead so who cares yes that's why I just have to ask, you know, When it, but let's face it, uh, the reality is, if I'm lucky enough to be able to get an Xbox One, right, that just means the R2-D2 Xbox 360 is going to move into the office, right?
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's not bullshit a bullshitter here, folks, or maybe no. it'll, or, or in the ultimate kiss of death, it'll go to the upstairs bedroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Hold on, honey, I, let, me, let me just conquer this level. <laughs> well, you may as well conquer that level, because you were conquering yeah. nothing else in this room ever again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's all the conquering that's
0: happening, sir. <laughs> Very well played. Well, anyway, Trent, uh, I think uh, episode 200 has uh, has come to a close. We've, we've ridden a great ride, we got to hear about Con, and uh, uh, we reminded people to go to deathraycomics.com uh, and go ahead and uh, uh, take advantage of some of the amazing deals. Uh, go, or if you're uh, traversing through uh, Logan, Utah, stop by deathraycomics.com is, or deathraycomics. And uh, don't forget, go to netheads on air for all the links about shit that we want you to click. Until next time, folks, my name is Will. I'm Trent. And you've been listening to another edition of NetHeads here at...
1: Smodcast.com Hell no!
0: No, no, that was right. Sorry, that was the wrong key.
1: Yeah, no, that was right.
0: This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent
2: Hunsaker.
0: Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads.
2: NetHeads.
0: Netheads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com. I'm so glad the surprise didn't get screwed up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was perfect. It was great.
0: <laughs> I'm glad it pl- played out well. Did you do you feel you got enough time talking to him? Was it a good interview? Oh my
1: god, I feel I I I just wanted to be like, okay, just play cool, don't say too much. It was, uh, for example, like, um, uh, I was I was standing there talking to uh, in the green room, Alan Tudyk, and uh, my my friend who is who is a producer, uh, you know, locally in, in Salt Lake. Uh, walks up to talk to me as well, and then sees that I'm talking to Alan too. He's like, "Oh, hi! I- I'm I'm a really big fan." And then Alan's like, "Well, I'm gonna go over here now." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Congratulations! You scared him off, newbie.
1: <laughs> so, so my my goal now is to you know play it as cool as possible.
0: <laughs> oh, but you were were you nerding out on the inside?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. But but like you know, he just kind of walked up and was you know. And I, and I didn't even acknowledge, you know. Yeah, I I know who you are. I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, it's good con. If you had, if you enjoyed yourself, I'll, you know what I mean. And then my friend came up and was like, uh, uh, and I'm like, oh shit.
0: There you go. <laughs> you've you've learned the most important part, sir, which is, don't be a fucking lingerer and just uh, you know ad- address the immediate and don't freak out.
1: Fucking lingers, man, are everywhere.